Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library, and today we have a great guest on that is making dynamic, dynamic moves in the IT, the technology space, because one of the big things that a lot of businesses kind of struggle with is really that relationship between their POS system, the relationship with their customers, all the data and everything that kind of flows through that, and the return process is one that can be very, very, I guess you say it could be a weakness for a lot of businesses if you don't have a solution like our guest is going to talk about today. So definitely stay tuned. So without further ado, let me bring on my amazing guest, Barbara Jones Brown. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Thank you so much. So happy to be here, Terrell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you know, before we jump into the details of, like I said, the, the amazing, you know, solution that your product provides, I mean, it, it, it's definitely huge for retailers. Yes. And, and before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, sure, sure. So um, I get this question a lot. People always ask me, how do you know so much about returns and these issues and, that retailers face? I have a 20 plus uh, year history in the retail technology space. I was part of a startup company in Austin, Texas, which is where I'm from, um, that was creating probably the first, um, what I call pretty point of sale system. We were using Java, which was brand new back then. And um, we had built this uh, POS system that you could click on. It was you know, a beautiful interface. And so we got acquired by Oracle uh, and they actually took that software and turned it into one of the biggest point of sale systems that large retailers use. So I kind of got thrust into this by seeing a startup go from like 25 people to 200, being part of that first founding team and always just thinking in the background, man, I could do this. You know, this is what I want to do one day is build my own company. And, and that's how I really started. <laughs> nice. Nice. You know, it, it's amazing when you have the privilege uh, of talking to someone like yourself that, you know, that has seen the evolution of something that seems so just naturally ingrained to the way we do business. Like, I mean, a POS is like, I remember, I guess when I was younger, um, before POS systems, exactly, exactly. (laughs) what doing business was like, but it's like now POS systems are like so ingrained. So, I mean, I'm curious for you, what was it like seeing the evolution of that over time? Well, um, Tara, I'll tell you, I started out my first career, you know, my first job was a cashier at one of the local grocery stores. And so um, I remember being called into the office because my till was a hundred dollars short. And that was like a big deal back then. It's like, you know, you're it's, you feel like people are accusing you of stealing. I'm like, I know I didn't take any money out of the till. How did this happen? But the systems back then were basically a calculator and a lot. The cashiers had to do a lot of fast thinking with the kind of process things in our head and sometimes you could just get off. And so, you know, getting called into the office with a hundred dollars short in the till was like, I was going to get fired. And so I remember having that experience and then getting a job interview with a company that was building cash register, which is basically point of sale software. I was like, what? This is a dream come true. I've been a cashier since I was 15 and they love me because they're like, Barbara, you got the real world knowledge. You can help us really build this application because you've been a cashier. So it was just it was just a beautiful marriage made in heaven. And the rest is history. I'm still in retail today after starting with that company. 
Nice, nice. I love it. Now, I guess over the evolution of it, you know, it, are, are there there are things that you see or capabilities that you see about POS systems that you see now? And you're like, oh my gosh, like this still amazes me when I think yes. about where I started. Yeah, yeah. Where I started was a small screen with black background and white letters, which was basically a calculator. <laughs> Till today, you can walk into these, you know, Amazon stores with no cashiers in the store pick up your stuff in it, you know, just it, everything is added up on your phone. You walk out, you get charged. That's the evolution. I mean, we're really going to kind of get rid of the uh, person standing there taking your money. It's just going to be automatic. Um, it's going to be our cash, you know, that cashier, that POS system is now on your phone. And I'm just excited about what's, you know, the evolution of retail and retail technology. You know, and that's an interesting point you bring up because I, I remember when, um, and I was a little bit younger when the the, the self checkout lines first came yeah, in. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I remember that too. I remember that. Yeah, and you know, it, it, it was amazing how I guess just to see, I guess where there were some who kind of struggled with adapting to that, and then there were some that were early adopters. And it's like I kind of see the same thing now, or you know, with. You know, with being able to doing like the, the checking out on your phone where it's like, hey, you don't have to wait in line. It's like you see, like I was in Sam's Club recently. And it's like you see some people are going to the register where there is a attendant there that can scan. <laughs> their stuff. Some people are doing the self checkout and then some yes. people are going through this line to where other people are watching them and like, are they stealing? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. The stores are trying it out there. They have the self checkout lanes. They have the cashiers. Then they have those um, just the go lanes where you kind of walk through and, and keep going. And, and, you know, the things they're testing is what really our application, I know we're going to talk about soon, kind of helps them with is the fraud around it. When self-checkout lanes first came out, I think the stores they were using and were probably losing more money than they were gaining by having the self-checkout lanes because people didn't know how to use it. They weren't scanning everything and, you know, people were walking out. So, you know, that technology has to evolve to where it starts now trying to protect them against the fraud. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of what happens with each one of these systems. As we introduce something new, we test it, but you know we have to see what our holes are, close those up, and then it becomes widely uh, adapted. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I remember that too, self-checkout yeah. lane, I remember when they came mm -hmm. out. <laughs> and, you know, and that's a good point. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's where I was going to go next. I mean, yeah. it is when you think about, like I said, the evolution of it is as technology you know, is new new technology and new processes are introduced. There right. are holes or yes. fraud opportunities yes. that didn't exist before. So it's kind of like this, this two piece thing where it's like the technology allows us to do something new, but it also right. introduces us to new problems <laughs> that we weren't prepared yes. for. So, yes. you know, from your perspective, I mean, how have you kind of seen, you know, companies adapt to recognizing those new gaps that they have and you know how do they start you know really thinking about trying to solve them well one thing i always tell companies is you know you're innovative but so are the fraudsters all right so they see this new technology and the wheels start turning like how can i get around the system i bet they didn't think about this how can we break it and see how much we can you know really steal from these retailers so that happens every time these new pieces of technology come out, the retailers innovate, but so do the fraudsters. And so that's what we always, you know, try to communicate to retailers is yes, you have to worry about sales, but if those sales are falling out the door because of returns and fraud, you're not going to make your bottom line. So you have to really think about both sales and then these, what, what we call um, uh, uh, 
um, sales reducing activities, SRA. So you have to think about both or she's just going to lose all the money you, you got through your sales. So um, uh, what we, you know, so the evolution is that whenever this new technology comes out and we do these testing, what we're doing while we're testing it is to kind of see where are those holes? You know, how are people going to compromise the system? Try to be ahead, maybe at least one step ahead of the frosters and what we think they're going to do. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, you know, and it's very interesting because I was looking, watching a, a, I guess it was a, a an excerpt of a talk, or it might have been the whole talk that you did done back in I think it was 2017 down in Atlanta, where you, um, where you were introducing people or telling people about the concept of what freeing returns does. And when you talked about you know the amount of loss that happens yeah. to yeah. fraudulent returns, yeah. and to me it was like I was like wow I didn't realize that much is being lost in yeah. fraudulent returns. Yeah, unfortunately, it's in the billions. All right. And that's what a B for people who may not have heard. Um, CNBC did a report, I think it was this year, that they said that returns would soon be a trillion dollar issue for retailers. And by soon, they're talking about next year. And so right now, it's a half a trillion dollar issue. But next year, we're thinking it's going to be a trillion dollar issue. And you can just imagine, think about it. We can uh, buy things online, return them get our money back, or we can say, oh, you know, I never received it, get another item. Start thinking like a fraudster. Wait a minute. So they can, I can return this, or I can say I never got it, get two of them, return one, sell the other. Start, you know, you have to start thinking like, how are they thinking? And something that's happening now, which is like mind boggling to me is some retail, retailers are saying, don't even send it back. We'll just send you the money back. Because the, the cost to them of trying to handle that merchandise coming back is greater than the merchandise itself. So they're like, don't even send it back, but think like a fraudster. Mm -hmm. I can now buy items. I don't even have to send it back. And I also get a refund. So it's like <laughs> the doors are opening for the, I mean, the fraudsters are having a field day right now. It's like, wow, this is like taking candy from a baby with all the technology and innovation. We're just making it easier for a lot of people to commit fraud. You know, and that's the interesting, interesting point that you brought up because I remember like uh, several months ago when my wife and I were going on a trip and, and I was buying some new beach shoes and I ordered a couple because I was like, I don't know which one I'm going to like the most. Exactly. They yeah. came in, I got them. And then there was one I'm like, OK, all right, I really like this one. I want to keep this one. I went through the return process and then they yes. were like, yeah, just keep them. And I was just like, <laughs> I, it was, I was like, wait, let me make sure I, I, I read that. Right. You heard them right. <laughs> They're like, don't even send it back. Because you know, think about it. COVID changed everything. You know, you don't want to handle this merchandise. You don't know what it's been through in somebody's house. Is it infected with something? You don't want to be that retailer trying to restock something. Ends up making somebody else sick. It's just so many protocols now that sometimes it's just easier for them to say, keep it. Don't even send it back. It's just too much of a hassle. So an honest person like you is like, wow, I didn't know that happened. But think about if you're the type of people that what we call these organized retail crime rings. This is the kind of things that they go through to where they're trying to look at where the holes at. And then they get a group of people. I mean, it's whole rings of them. They find these little holes and they just exploit it. And by the time the retailers find out they're in and they're out, millions of dollars already stolen before the retailers even find out. And so that's what, you know, our technology is really designed to do is help retailers stop this very quickly and close up these holes. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's very interesting because we're at this, I feel like we're at this point in time where, you know, 
the technology is only going to continue to advance. Yes. So it's not yes. like retailers can say, well, hey, there's too much there's too much risk using technology. We're going to go back. So it's like they can't yeah. go back to old school. They have to. <laughs> it's like they, they, they have to adapt their safeguards to the level of, like you said, of risk that exists mm -hmm. with this new, like the new technology allows them to get their product to more people faster and more efficiently. Right. But it also exposes them to more risk. So nice. uh, I'm very interested in talking a little bit more about kind of the way that your product solution really helps address part of that problem for them. Yeah, yeah. So I love, love talking about it. Our product, our platform is called Freeing Returns, and that's Freeing Returns. It's really freeing these retailers and the rest of us from the hassles of returns because when retailers are losing money due to returns, it's going to come back to us because they have to raise prices, you know? And so we all suffer with this type of fraud. So what our product does is it really empowers retailers to get access to the latest and greatest returns management applications. And these applications, there's all kinds of applications in the market that can, that are very innovative to stop different types of returns fraud. Before retailers trying to keep up with all these applications, trying to integrate them into their existing systems, it's too much time and money. They can't focus on that because they're trying to get innovation for sales. And so that's what we saw as a challenge is when retailers are faced with where do I spend my money? Do I spend it on the things that are making me lose sales or fraud? Or do I spend it on how to get more sales? They go for the how to get more sales. And so they leave these holes exposed. And so what our application allows them to do is integrate once with us. And then we do all the integrations with these very innovative returns management applications. Then the retailers are able to pick and choose what they want without going through all these one-off separate integration projects. They have one platform that they integrate with. Then they have access to all this innovation. So they can innovate quickly and be able to you know, keep the frosters from ripping them off. If something new happens, we have a new integration. They can grab that and keep it, keep it moving. So that's what we want to do is just save them time and money when it comes to these system integration costs. Wow, that is amazing because, you know, one of the things that I've learned, I mean, from my background is accounting and finance and working for like companies like General Electric and other, you know, multi-billion dollar companies. Yeah. Every time we had to implement a new system, it yes. took like a whole team of people. <laughs> and I can imagine. Yes. A whole that, team in a long time. So yes. And then money. it was... <laughs> It was like, you know, so many people, I, I remember we were trying to, we were trying to just upgrade because there was a, there, there was an issue that happened between mm -hmm. two systems trying to integrate data. And right. by the end of it, we ended up having like this whole new stack of data integration tool. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, wow, we needed all of this to just solve this integration problem to where <laughs> I, I was like, wow, um, and like I say, we're living in a world where it's not like we can go back to say, hey, we're not going to keep moving forward with technology. Technology is going to keep evolving. And the, the the data integration is just so, so critical. So I'm cool. curious, I'm curious, as you work with your, your, your different clients, what have been like some of the feedback that they give or some of the expressions that they give <laughs> when they see your tool work? Oh, my goodness. So this is the part we really love is just showing new retailers our platform. You should see the looks. I mean, we have we you know, sometimes we do record it just so we can learn from the, the sales process. And we go back and look at, you know, why you're in the, 
the, you know, talking to a retailer, especially me, because I'm doing most of the sales, I'm concentrating on, you know, trying to look at look at them and get the point across. But when we go back and watch the videos and, and look at their eyes while they're looking at our demo, it's like, you know, you see the amazing like, wow, we don't have anything like this. When can we get this tool in? We need this like yesterday. And so that's the part that we love is that we're bringing something that's very innovative. They don't have it today. And a lot of times the teams that are responsible for keeping the fraud from happening, keeping strength from happening, are not the teams that are like in the limelight. You know, so they're the ones kind of people forget about. They don't get all the cool tools. And so to, to be able to bring a platform and a tool to those type of teams that's innovative, helps them do their jobs really quickly, that allows them to get access to the tools they need and something that's not too technical to where they have to be a computer programmer to use it. Uh, we just love looking at our customers, hearing the feedback and just seeing the excitement that they can have a tool like this to help them do their jobs and become that hero in the retail, you know, retail um, chain that solved, you know, maybe a multi-billion dollar issue for them. So that's what we love is, is helping empowering these loss prevention and asset protection teams. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So now where can people find you guys online um, to learn more about the product and learn about more about what you're doing? Sure, sure. So we actually have a, a website set up just for our product. It's called W. It's at www.freeingreturns. That's it. Freeingreturns.com. That's freeing, F-R-E-E-I-N-G, returns with an S.com. You can learn about the platform. We have videos on there. We have um, information about, you know, the different types of tools and applications you can get. And also hot off the presses, we have put our application in Shopify. So we normally work with like really big retailers, biggest of the biggest retailers in the world. But now the application is in the Shopify app store. So any Shopify store owner can now get access to returns management for their stores as well. And that's going to be released in um, early um, next week. We're putting the application out. So we want people to definitely um, support us. Download that uh, application. It's called Freeing Returns in the Shopify App Store as well. Go there if you're on Shopify, download the application and get um, access to a tool that can help you manage returns for your store. Awesome. I love it. I love it. You know, it's one of those things when you look at, you know, it's like I said, some of the major, major retailers and the major retail lines, like they may have, you know, multiple people dedicated to fraud prevention. But if you're you know, a smaller business using yeah. Shopify, like you don't have the resources exactly. to dedicate an entire team to it. So I, I love what you guys are doing there of, you know, taking a solution that you 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 created that are helping major companies, but it's also right. a solution that can help smaller and medium sized businesses. Yes. And that's that's really Terrell. That's why we did it, because we we have been working with retailers for years and being able to take that expertise and like you said, the, these Shopify store owners, sometimes it's just one of them. So they're trying to do everything, manage the store, manage the online presence, handle items, customers. They don't have anybody working on returns. And so some of them don't even allow people to return it, which is a death. You know, you're not going to buy something from someone if you can't return it. And so we empower them to add returns, but we give them a tool so that they can also manage returns. So, yes, we love working with the Shopify retailers. Please download the app. It will really help you manage returns for your stores. I love it. I love it. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk, uh, I guess, two more things. One was, you know, recently I saw the post 
uh, the Google, the support that your business got from yes. Google. What was that like? <laughs> oh, you see the smile, Terrell, when you said that. So uh, Google not only gives you a whole year of access to Google programming, which includes some of the Google developers. Now, any tech company, just imagine getting access to Google developers, right? So that's what we get access to programming. They also gave us a six-figure non-dilutive funding. And so, I mean, it's everything, money, access, and talent. So that's what we asked for. We were so excited. I think when I got the call that, uh, and they didn't tell us, they just called us and said, we want to have one more interview with you. I was like, oh man, let me get ready. And so I got on the interview, they asked me all these questions. And I was like, man, I hope I asked them, I answered them correctly. And at the end of the call, they said, Barbara, you're already in. You're fine. <laughs> you won the grant. I was like, what? You're in the fun. It's a 12 month program. So I was jumping for joy. It was embarrassing. I hope they didn't record it, but <laughs> tears like, oh my Lord. So that was so exciting to real to get that um, first is validation from Google getting the access to them and then getting the funding. We all need that as a small business. So it was, it was a great day. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And before we wrap up, one question that I love asking every guest that comes on is, you know, when you think about where you've been in your journey and just where your industry has been as well and how you've evolved and how the industry has evolved, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with the audience? Okay. And, and you're right. The, the industry has really evolved. I have evolved. And one thing that's a real passion of mine and what my company name stands for, the company is Lily R&B and it's L-I-L-L-I-I. -L -L -I -I, and that stands for Let's Imagine Life with Ladies in IT. So that's one thing I've seen that evolved is more women, more ladies are getting into the IT field. So if you're on Clubhouse, please, please join my club. Let's Imagine Life with Ladies in IT. We really just encourage, celebrate and just want more women, uh, you know, help more women get into the IT field. But what I will tell entrepreneurs and, and business owners is that the first thing I learned after eight years in business is I am not, you know, I can't do everything, right? I have to trust my team. And that was hard for me. I'm a control freak. I'll admit it. But I had to learn to trust my team. And that's what I tell everybody. Do that first. Don't find that the hard way like me. Trust your team. You're working with these people. Allow them to do what they do best and you do what you do best. But trust your team. The other thing I would say is build your business in abundance. All right. A lot of us are building our businesses in lack. We don't have enough money. We're scrimping. We're scraping. That is not the way to, to build a business. I learned this year how to raise funding from my business, not only from grants, but also from investors. And now we're able to build this business in abundance. And it's been our best year ever. So those are the two things. Trust your team and get the funding you need so that you can build your business in abundance. Awesome. I love it. Well, Barbara, it has been a pleasure of having you on as an amazing guest. Thank you, Terrell. It's been so fun being on. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library hey the business talk library is the place where business makes sense